0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Emil or Tim, and I am the advocate for the new reigning defending WWE Champion, Jinder Mahal.
1: Dude, I'm a Jinder Mahal, Mark. What's up, guys? <laughs> I'm Tyler. This is 3 Count Wrestling News. Welcome to the first ever edition, and tonight, we're going to be talking about WWE Backlash 2017. But first, I'm going to be talking about NXT TakeOver Chicago, which was on last night, and it was an amazing show. Like, hands down an amazing show. One thing I will say, though, is that Percy Watson is one of the worst commentators I've ever heard in my life.
0: David Otonga?
1: Actually, like, literally. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole time it was Tom it's... Phillips and Nigel and Percy wouldn't get a single word in. And then, like, when you finally talk, he's like, talking like this and you can barely hear a word he's saying.
0: So it's Byron Saxon on tonight's show.
1: I mean, honestly, but yeah, let's get the let's get the matches started. So first match we had up was uh, Roderick Strong versus Eric Young, and um, I going in because I have a, um, I do like a lot of prediction leagues and things. So one of my uh, one of my leagues, my prediction was for Eric Young, and I was wrong as Roderick Strong picked up the win. But Roderick is so boring. Like apparently his gimmick is like they're trying to push him as like a family man. Don't ask me why, but. Um, They've been doing, like, documentaries and things of, like, him with his kids because he's, like, a new father all of a sudden. And, like, every five seconds, they're like, oh, my God, it's the new father. He picked up the win. And it's like, I don't get it. He's so boring. What are your thoughts on Roderick Strong?
0: Roger Strong is a fucking vanilla midget. (laughs) I have no idea what the hell he's doing. I heard, I saw all the hype when he came in. What was it last year? And I was just like, what? And I still don't get it. I don't get what they're doing. At least they didn't throw him right in the NXT title picture, and that's a whole nother debacle.
1: They tried to, but they didn't.
0: Oh, did they? Honestly, I don't watch the weekly shows. They
1: put him. They put him in uh, Hideo in a match to face um, Bobby Roode at, at Chicago, but uh, Hideo won. Don't ask me why they did that either. But we'll get to that later um so it was a decent match it was kind of it was kind of slow it didn't really pick up until the end um but when it picked up at the end i was like oh my god this is finally the match i was looking for and then it ended and i was like well okay and there was like um like it was so weird like he kind of like stood up in front of the tron and just held up his fist for a really long time and just he was like he like held up his fist and went yeah and he just kind of stood there for like a really long time and then he just walked away and then it just cut But it was just, like, so, like, he's so boring. I was listening to another podcast, and, um, like, one of the guys was like, yeah, Roderick Strong is, like, if you take the default character from WWE 2 K17, and you just don't make any changes to the appearance, and you have Roderick Strong. (laughs) I died. It was was really funny. Um, But, yeah, the next match that was up was uh, Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne. And um, that match easily... Easily stole the show, hands down, not a question. Um, the fans loved it. Um, it started out, the fans had no idea who it was who they were, um, because they don't do a lot with the UK guys right now because they haven't started their own show. But, um, Pete dunn is one of the best heels in the business right now. And the good thing about Tyler Bate as well is that he's one of the best faces in the business, even though he doesn't have a lot of a character. And we talked about it a little bit before we started the show. Um, but since the UK tournament, he really hasn't had much of a character. But um, they play off very well because of the rivalry that they started at the UK tournament. And yeah, it was a great match. Um, the crowd was cheering UK constantly through the whole match after being put to sleep. Because they weren't really feeling the Roderick Strong and Eric Young match. They were just kind of like excited and hyped up for the rest of the show. And um, it, d- it just really did feel like they built a genuine feud, like I said. Um, And Dunn really deserved the win. It totally stole the show. And they had JR and Nigel commentate together. But another thing that I will say is that JR was kind of off. He kind of walked out, and his eyes were, like, red and watery. And then, like, when he walked out to the table, like, Nigel was like, you good? And he kind of went over to the table, and he was like, yeah, I'm okay. And they called the match. Nigel called a lot of it. And then JR just kind of said a couple of small things. He kind of pulled up Percy Watson, and it kind of was – it was really sad, because I think this is the first WWE match that he's called since his wife died. Because I think the, uh, his wife died after WrestleMania. But, um, yeah, it was a really good match. Um, yeah, I, I, thought she died. I mean... Mania.
0: I thought it was the Undertaker match.
1: Yeah, I, that's what I meant. Yeah, it was like, oh wait, you think the Undertaker match was like the first match he called? Yeah, that's I what know. I thought. I, I don't know, I Unless could they're... be wrong. Um, he definitely seemed off for this match, though. Maybe he just wasn't feeling well or something. Um, the next match, though... his eyes
0: red? He was hanging out with Rob Van Dam. That's what he was doing.
1: Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, that's probably it. <laughs> next match was the triple threat between Ruby Riot, Nikki Cross, and the defending Asuka for the NXT Women's title. And honestly, like going in, I knew nothing about the women. And like I don't think anyone really does know a lot about the NXT women right now, but they really did a great job trying to build them up um, they had each of them doing like their pre-match um, regiment of like preparing, and it was really cool. Like they had like they had Riot uh, like listening to her music in a stairwell, and they had Cross like in the dark part of the locker room, like just brooding because she's like a psychopath. And they had Oscar just like walking around like, yeah, I'm the champion, I'm I'm it, I'm the shit, you know. And then um, like like I said, Cross played a great psychotic character within the match as well. And I liked the fact that they still have Cross in the group because like in Sanity, because they don't have a lot of groups with men and women in WWE, but I think that this is a great group to have Cross in. I think she fits in really well with the rest of the guys in the group. I was kind of confused as to why they didn't come out with them, but at the same time, they can't really do anything physically to the women. But I don't know. I, it's not a huge thing. Um,
0: no, this is, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off for a hot of course, second. Of course, Sorry. Uh, for, so Sorry. For that, that's a very good thing. Uh, you say you don't get it. I think that's exactly what they should do. If a woman is riding with the men, l- the men should know that, hey, she can, if, if, if she's riding with us and we hard that means she can take care of her own. She don't need us. That's a great thing. And I wish, that's what some of the women did in the main roster, <clears throat> Carmella.
1: That, that's true. It's just like it was a little weird because like, they had all three of the guys like with Eric Young, so it kind of made Eric Young look weak. In the fact that he needed t- the two big guys and Alexander Wolfe and Killian Dane to really help him beat Roderick Strong, which he still never really did, but um, it was interesting that they didn't have Cross come out with all the guys. But um, I guess they were probably crying because they lost to the most boring character in WWE. Anyway, all right. Uh, the fans loved Ruby Riot in this match as well. Um, I, di- I don't know a lot about Ruby Riot, but she is over. I know she was Heidi Lovelace in the indie scene, and she was really good. But I didn't watch any of her matches, and I just know her as Ruby Riot. Um, but, yeah, she's doing she's doing really well in WWE, I guess. She's really over. Uh, they're all really great workers, that's for sure. And um, it was a shame that Ember Moon couldn't have wrestled in this match because of her injury. But it was cool that they showed a shot of her. Um, they showed a shot of her looking from, like, the rafters. It was kind of cool. Um, but her absence was definitely felt in the match. Uh, but the crowd was a little deflated after the U.K. title match. I kind of wish that they switched this match with um, – with Roderick and, sh- and uh, Eric Young because I don't really care about Roderick Strong and Eric Young, to be honest. I, only if Eric Young won, which he didn't. Um, so yeah, I just don't think Riot and Cross's characters are, are developed enough yet. I think Asuka is great because like she has the excuse that she's foreign and she doesn't really speak the language but she is a dominant champion and that's really all she needs to do in the ring. But I don't know if Riot and Cross have good characters yet because Riot just kind of plays like this like rebel character but then cross is almost really similar but like darker so they're both the same but one's one's like over with the fans and like a little brighter and one of them's a little darker and like not over with the fans because like she's a heel so it really just doesn't make sense um but yeah oscar won that match after uh kicking uh somebody i forget which one in the head while she was pinning the other girl um and then covered both of them for the win so uh It was a really good match. It was just a shame because it would have been more over with the crowd if it wasn't after the U.K. title match. Who's going to take that title from Asuka? Honestly, I think Ember Moon is the only one that could take the title.
0: You know, she came into a, oh, what was it, Orlando? Did they fight in Orlando? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, why is she coming in smiling? Like, she looks so cool, and she has this really weird edge. And I wish the first half of her entrance they could play up on. Because, like, that's, that shit looks so cool. That's true. And then she just kind of starts bouncing and doing this shit, and I'm just like, what are you doing? You could be such a cool character. That's a whole, whole, whole different, different discussion that I actually do want to talk about later.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so the next match was um, Hideo Itami versus Bobby Roode. And, my God, why would they bring Itami into this match? Like, the point that they were trying to go for was that, they, that Itami is, like, injury-prone. Like, literally blatantly said, like, I am injury-prone. Like, he literally got injured and then talked about how, like, oh, yeah, uh, I got injured for, like, a year and two months or something. I came back and then I got injured again and I watched everybody grow in NXT and I kind of stayed behind. I'm like, well, well n- no shit. You're injury-prone, you know? Um, I kind of lost faith in Hideo after that. Um, he's really boring as well. He doesn't have a lot of a character besides, like, what was me? I get hurt a lot. So... After that, um, like, it was just a huge way to expose Hideo as an injury-prone fuck. Like, he literally is so injury-prone. And um, it was kind of terrible that they put him against Bobby. If they want to build Hideo as a top face in NXT, don't put him with Bobby Roode in Chicago, who is going to cheer the biggest heel in their company. Like, why would you do that? That is like putting... That's like what they did with John Cena and CM Punk. I know that's the point what they were trying to go for with that, but like, they weren't trying to go for that with this match. Um, it was decent. It was it was great. I mean, like uh, I mean it was de- it was great storytelling. Sorry, it wasn't a it wasn't a great match. It wasn't like anything stand like, with standing out. The only thing I thought was great was Bobby Roode's storytelling at the very end, because he ended up hitting him with, with the glorious DDT after reversing his uh, the GTS. So we, he had, uh, Hideo had Rude up for the GTS, and then Rude got out of it and then hit a glorious DDT, and everyone thought that he was going to go right for the cover, but he flipped him over instead. He, like, got up and turned him over again and then hit another one right in a row. No stopping and didn't even let go. And then he hit the pin and got it. So I thought it was really great storytelling in the fact that he hit it once and Hideo kicked out, and he knew, like, I couldn't get him with one, so let's hit him with two, and he did that. And it worked. So
0: It, it was br- it was like the, the Cena thing when he hit the two AAs. Right. When so, there was really no no need to. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I and can it looks, see I It can looked see really why, jacked. I can see why
1: like, um, Rude thought there was a need to, though, because he couldn't put him away with just one, so he he put him away with two. It wasn't like okay. Cena where he hits five of them before once in between, and then he's like, well, I'll just hit him with two this time. Because, like, no, you can hit him with a sixth one, and he can pin him. You're not stupid. You're just trying to get, get more cheers for yourself. Anyway... <laughs> uh it was a good match um the right guy went over rude went over um i think the the rumor is the next challenger is going to be drew mcintyre which i'm excited for and after that they also had a, a thing on the wwe youtube where Atami went like on a rampage in the locker room and destroyed everything and then cassius ono went to go and stop him and then he like had like this this thing like this tension with cassius so i think they're going to go with Atami and ono next and uh, Rude and McIntyre, and then one more top feud, which I'll get to in this next match. But uh, yeah, what do you what do you think about that? What do you think of those feuds going forward?
0: Uh oh, no, Jesus!
1: I hate Ono's character. I'm sorry. Like I like Chris what? Hero, and I like Ono himself, but like he's he's so not in good shape.
0: But what is the character? Exactly. Th- this is the problem I have. This is the problem I have with a lot of NXT. They put on great shows, and I. I've kind of had this lingering thought for a while. They put on fantastic shows. I love the takeover shows. Their weekly shows, <laughs> weak as all hell. Half of it, I think, is because they're pre-taped. And I think when they go to live, which they're talking about doing eventually. And they've got to be talking about doing it eventually because it still sells really well. Yeah, they definitely should. Do that. Uh, and, but, like, I want to, like, they they just do the weekly shows because they have to. If they could just do the takeovers, I think they would really like that, because then they don't have to book it. I the, just think that they my, have too much talent.
1: With, I think they have too my, much talent, you know. Oh, they got rated.
0: They got rated. Well, I in mean, my the, opinion, th- the thing is, they got rated. There's no one there.
1: They got rated, but then they don't have like, they get rated, but they, they don't build enough talent, is what I mean. Like they have a Who's lot just, of a lot of just like talent that they they feel like like oh yeah they're doing okay like we need to include them on the show, but then they miss out on big feuds, so they kind of have to cycle in different feuds, I feel like, because Ono, I, lo- I was going to look up an Ono match because I wanted to see, because I heard someone else talk about his bad shape and his jiggling belly every time he moves, and so I wanted to check it, because I wasn't sure, because I don't really watch Ono's matches, and I haven't seen him since he's returned, so I go and look up an Ono match, and the last time he wrestled on NXT TV was four weeks ago, and he didn't have a match for TakeOver, granted, but, like, still, they brought him back, and they tried making him a huge threat, and they had him face Ono, or uh, Rude, once, I think, and he lost and then that's it. Like, they haven't had anything for him. Like, I just feel like they have so much talent that it's, like, they want to try and fit everyone. So, like, they have to make room for even, like, the jobberest characters. Sorry, that's not even a like word.
0: Have, I feel like they've been on a steady decline since they got rated last year. I agree. The, the draft really, really hurt them. And they really are now in a state of flux. Especially now that they've lost all of their women, all of their all of their men who were in the top.
1: Yeah, they lost Shinsuke, and that was, like, the death blow. Like, Shinsuke and Samoa were the death blow. It
0: It was, like... And, like, obviously, they had to get called up because you couldn't just keep running the same matches for four fucking takeovers. I felt like I was watching the same show. Great shows, but, like, I've seen this before.
1: I was never sure why Samoa Joe and Shinsuke traded the belts. Like, they traded them for literally no reason. They had to
0: kill time. They had to kill time. There was no other
1: They had to kill time so they could build up Bobby yeah, Roode. they were like
0: we, we've gotta like I was like we they were like we gotta book like two more takeovers before we can before we lose these guys. But, but you know off. what
1: NXT is gonna be saved because this Wednesday uh, it's the debut of Velveteen Dream. So that's something oh to, to look forward to.
0: That's 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 another terrible thing. What are they?
1: I'm actually, didn't they learn?
0: Didn't I'm, they learn? I'm actually kind
1: they... of excited <laughs> though. Like Patrick Clark long, was great. Like. As like, Patrick, as as Patrick Clark was on Tough Enough, and he was one of the most promising stars on Tough Enough, and they they anything. signed him, and he's on NXT, and he was around for a little while, and, like, he was the Patrick Clark experience, and now he's you know, supposed what? to be, like, a Prince character with the Velveteen dream. What happened
0: to the girl from Tough
1: Enough? Uh, I think they released her. Or maybe she got injured, because that's usually what happens to people from Tough Enough. Um, we're, st- <laughs> we're also still Ain't waiting on Roman. We're also still ra- waiting on uh the latest guy who won. I forgot his name because I don't give a fuck. Um, Roman Reigns' doppelganger. That's I feel like he just looks like Roman Reigns. <laughs> it's true. He looks like Roman Reigns without without the without oh. the vest.
0: Did he have this, this? Did he have this? Uh, he has tattoos on similar. his chest.
1: <laughs> and he has the dark, long hair. Like, the luscious, dark, long hair. Yeah. He has a little bit of also, facial hair. I think Roman has more. Like,
0: like 250, like Roman? Yeah, he's, he's like, tall, too. I think he's a little, got, he's a little taller than Roman.
1: Roman's actually kind of has... short compared to a lot of the guys on the roster.
0: Charisma?
1: I mean... No, what do I ask? Determined. I mean, he was on TV, so, I mean, someone's got to think he's <laughs> <gets> charisma.
0: <laughs> so is Roman.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah... Um, so the last match of the pay-per-view was amazing. I don't have any notes for this one, so it's going to be a little off the cuff and a little bit um, kind of discombobulated. But uh, it was really good. It was uh, DIY versus the Authors of Pain for the NXT Tag Team titles. And my God, this was a brutal ladder match, though. Like, it was it was almost on par with, like, a ladder war in ROH. Like, it was really, really, really brutal. Um, I think Johnny Gargano lost a tooth. Um... They did a spot where they, like, held a ladder horizontally, like, the long way, and then pushed it into Gargano's face. And then I saw a tooth fly out. And then after uh, the match... Like, the Joey Mercury spot. Yeah. Well, no. It, the Joey Mercury spot was, like, the, um, the, uh, what's the word? Uh, seesaw kind of thing. Like, the... like oh. the, uh, Yeah. But they, they just, like, horizontally pushed it. Like, it was, like, a, like they kept it flat. And it was like straight into his jaw, and it like made a tooth fly out. And then after the match, like he was like, they were like in, they were like uh, recuperating after the match. Like they were on the mat together, and like Gargano was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I think I lost a tooth." Like he was like rubbing his, t- his his like cheek and his jaw and everything. Like it was it was a it was pretty rough. I wasn't I totally was not sure that he lost a tooth, and then I saw him do that, and I think he said like, "Oh shit, I lost a tooth." And I was like, Yeah, that definitely happened. Um I don't think it's any I don't think it's gonna do any I don't think it's a knock on the office of pain. I just think it was an accident. Jeff Hardy lost a tooth last week. Like it's becoming the norm in WWE. They're becoming a little more ruthless aggression again, so you know, we expect a little more of that. Maybe Jinder will lose a te- tooth on Tuesday. <laughs> but uh yeah, it was a really good but, match. But um the real story of
0: what happened in this match is after because well, yeah, my okay. man
1: well they should have went to the main roster, well, but okay. I'm okay with the I mean. Okay, so I think that's the reason why they did this was because they didn't want them to come together to the main roster, which makes no sense because WWE, your tag team division needs all the help it can get. Literally, we're gonna talk about backlash and your tag like this to the tag team match tonight was a comedy show. But anyway. Um <laughs> I'll get to it. It's great. So um So yes, um like there was a, there were a couple spots where Gargano would literally like push champa out of the way or champa i just said champa that's stupid um and uh they pushed champa out of the way and took the spot for him and then they still failed to win it was like somewhere really close to the end and then they still failed to win and then after the match champa was just like they went all the way to the end like i was like are they caught call- like i kind of i heard like some dirt sheet reports that this was going to happen but i was like i was really skeptical about it because like they were going all the way up the ramp together and i was like are they actually going to do this right now and then he and then they did it and Tommaso Tommaso Ciampa turned on Johnny Gargano there were also rumors that I heard that Johnny Gargano was going to turn and I was like why would they turn Johnny wrestling he's literally one of the biggest faces in NXT right now that'd be stupid and they did the right thing because I saw Champa in the indie circuit one time when they made a stop in uh where I'm from and um he was a really great heel there too he was a great heel so he, it's gonna work um I think it'll work, and it's gonna be a great top level feud for NXT because, literally, the crowd was shocked. I mean, not as shocked as Jinder Mahal becoming the WWE champion, but they were really <laughs> shocked. It, it was a heart. It was a heartbreaking moment. It was almost the, to the, the level. crowd. It was almost the to the level of like. We really bought into it. Yeah. It was awesome. No, yeah. It was, it was almost like awesome. festival of friendship level. Like, it was, it was it really. Was,
0: no, no, never, never, don't ever do no, that. No, to I it. said, almost. That, I'm I said that. almost. I'm still hurt by that. I said almost. I said almost. I won't be hurt by this by next week.
1: Yeah, I, I feel they, that. But, I feel that.
0: Literally, they got a standing ovation. They stood there. And Chicago's like, all right, are you going to cut the cameras? What the fuck? What are we doing? And you, literally, you saw Gargano or, uh, Fuck. I don't remember his name.
2: <laughs> they don't have characters.
0: None of these Champa.
2: people have
0: characters. Whoever the fuck grabbed them and slammed them into the fucking Tron and they just went,
1: Oh!
0: It was like World Star level. The shit was boosted. It was it, awesome. It was like it was I like was they so... were gonna
1: actually close the show that way because they literally even had like the like, final like the little credit in the bottom corner and, and I was bullshit. like, Wow, was... they're not gonna do it. Oh my god and then they did it and I, I was like, Wow and I was like, they finally did something awesome, like Great stuff. It was great stuff. It was great production, um, but yeah. And so that's how that's how uh, Takeover Chicago went down. Um, I don't know. People said it was a, like kind of like a tra- like they felt like it was just like a transitional show and it wasn't really that significant. But the in ring ta- the in ring action was incredible. Like literally spot on. It definitely was better than Backlash's in ring stuff. But Jinder Mahal <coughs> win- winning the WWE Championship is the highlight of the weekend. Highlight of the fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So now we're gonna talk about and, and, backlash. And, 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 and,
0: no, hold hold on. I wanna I wanna throw this out there because I these takeover shows, like uh, what the fuck? They're so good. But I like I see these character. I see what they try to implement, and they can do an amazing job putting the character in the entrance. The entrances are some of the best entrances in the whole in all of pro wrestling right now. Literally, I, the, I
1: watched um one of. Bobby Roode's entrances like at one of the takeovers. It was like a couple takeovers ago. I forget which one it was but there was a Bobby Roode entrance that my god it was like one of those moments where it was like this is why I would want to be a wrestler if I ever became a wrestler for moments like this because literally he seizes every moment he has and he makes the most of it and he really loves what he does. First time I saw his
0: entrance I did a standing ovation in my fucking basement like a loser. Literally. Like a complete mark. It was crazy. Oh my god. It
1: was insane. Um. It was, it was Bobby Roode is an amazing competitor. He just needs to get a little better. He reminds me so much of Triple H. He,
0: well, that's the inspiration, Triple H and Ric Flair. Well,
1: that's, yeah, that's that's very true. Like even like even like when he shaved his head, like he tri- it looked like Triple H's head. Like when he when he shaved his head, like they just look so similar. And they don't they, they like their demeanor in the ring is very similar as well. And one of the things that I noticed between the Triple H and Bobby cool. Roode is that they don't know how to craft a beginning very well. But my God, they can craft the best endings to matches. Like they can really make you, you know want to. Bobby Roots
0: Bobby Roode's main event at least have some fucking fire to the crowd. Nobody gives a fuck about a Triple H match.
1: Very true. I mean, they put him against Roman Reigns, so they 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 must. They put him against
0: Rollins.
1: Oh, I know. I mean, I, I'm talking 32, though. I'm talking WrestleMania 32.
0: They didn't. They they were cold because of Roman Reigns. They were not cold because of Triple H. I refuse to believe that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. But um,
0: they put they put all these entrances, and like the shit looks so cool. But like and like sanity and when Finn Balor was down there, and his cool ass entrances. My main issue is nobody plays the character that they have in their entrance. And maybe I'm asking for way too much. Yeah. But like. My my favorite example of this is Finn Balor the demon. I I see what you're doing. I dig it. It looks cool as fuck. It's a great t-shirt.
1: <laughs> it's a great t-shirt.
0: <laughs> Where the fuck is that demon in the ring? Why does he do the same thing when he doesn't wear the paint? Why? Why? Have him be slightly more aggressive. Have him in, in the case of sanity from what I've watched, Eric Young is not nearly as crazy in the ring once that bell rings. The, and that's think, annoying to me. I think that that's annoying.
1: That's the thing. It's really sad because Nikki the, the Cross the main roster does it too. Nikki the Cross, Main roster does it to yeah, but too. Nikki Cross personifies what sanity is. And it's sad because she's the one woman in the group who's not leading anything. She, like how
0: did she look in the ring though? Like, in the ring she she's do, amazing,
1: like, but she's scrappy. Like she literally like there are times like she laughs. And then there are other times where she, like, jumps on top of people. Like, she was jumping on top of Asuka and Ruby okay, so, and just, like... So, she, so she played the character. Yeah. Good. Yes. That's exactly. what I like. That's what I like.
0: Can I get the character that you're trying to... And I mean, to...
1: Wolf and Dane like, do, remember... too, for the most part, because they're not supposed to be really scrappy or anything, because they're big guys. They're supposed to be just, like, big, muscular, and, like, standing still, and, like, being, like, gold. But they let all feel. that
0: other bullshit. Let me, let, me get, let me get some fucking crazy-ass headbutts.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's true, too. But... Honestly, like so going forward, um, I think the feuds that are going to come out of this are, um, I think they're going to want to put Roderick Strong in the main event soon. Okay. So they might try and squeeze him into Rude and McIntyre. So it might be Rude McIntyre Strong. Um, it might mm. be like uh, they're they're going
0: to. I think it, I think it is time for them to start branching out from these plain ass single matches on their world title. I agree. they've done such a good job of building the importance of it by having it only be in singles matches i think except for that i think fatal
1: four-way which was what three years ago nobody remembers that yeah and it was uh-huh. a gimmick show like that's the thing they're still, ju- it was, they're still that was making, their it was, only
0: that was their only gimmick show too i might add that was their only gimmick true, show That's true.
1: but they're still making the same mistakes but i like the fact that they just t- call it like takeover and then wherever it is i like that it's very simple it doesn't. Have, you don't have to worry about like changing schedule and having two the same show in a year, like backlash or uh, roadblock or anything like that, like they've done.
0: Uh, just just you don't have to worry it. about forcing a gimmick. It's nice, but you know, every once in a
1: while, give me a triple threat match. Or, yeah. For, for fuck's sake, that's at the least thing with Finn, I just give feel me a like I just give feel like they have to the implement a gimmick of some sort to a pay per view in order to make a match gimmick, like a make a gimmick match, which they shouldn't have to do. They need to. They need to be good. Good enough with storytelling and story building to craft. A logical explanation to go to, like, say, a steel cage match, like they did. I think they did that with Balor and Joe, because like they had been fighting for so long that like, it, like they just needed to have one more contained fight, and they can't end with count out or DQ, so they just put it in a steel cage so no one can leave, and that sort of deal. And that was great. Um, but I think another I, thing. I certainly don't
0: need to gimmick every fucking pay per view, but I mean, yeah, we're we yeah, yeah. out a little bit here. Let, let's go. We've you're starting to become like. Indie level. Let's let's start doing something here. I don't know how the indies love their gimmicks.
1: Right, 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 right. Oh man, that's how to get heat. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, and I think another feud that they're going with moving forward is um heavy machinery, which is Tucker Knight and Otis Dozovic against uh um the Authors of Pain for the tag titles. <laughs> I don't know who that is. They're, they're probably watched the They're product. a face team. I mean, if we watched the product, I'm sure it would. They we know a lot about them, but. They're just they're getting really over with the fans somehow because I, I, I don't know why because, like, I'm not really hearing anything about it. Um, they're never going to be as over as DIY, and that's the end of the story um, until they find another genuine tag team. Like, they know how to build tag teams, and but DIY, I, I, I just so feel like they're rushing. I think that the last few that they're going to have is with each other um, for DIY. Like, I think Ciampa and... Uh, why do I keep saying Ciampa? I think Champa and Gargano are going to keep feuding for a little while and then call, be called up. But I think they might get called up to either separate brands or they're both going to be called up to 205 because they're both cruiserweights. They were in the Cruiserweight Classic. They need as much star power as they can get. I think they've mm-hmm. been running Alistair Black on, the, indie, on the, uh, the live show circuits uh, in, two, in um, the Cruiserweight title matches with Neville and Austin Aries. And Alistair Black, my God, he can work. He's such a good wrestler. Tommy end in the British he's, wrestling scene, but he's been um he's been doing this like gothic kind of character. Like his entrance is literally he I, starts I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, like him starting like sitting so he, Indian style and everything, like, like I love the vibe. His move set is incredible. Kind of, the blackout kick or whatever whatever his finishing move was or something like the black mask kick. Sorry. That that move is amazing too. It's great to see him do it cuz he's kind of a he's kind of a tall dude and he's kind of like Uh, jacked as well but he's still cruiserweight size and i think that the cruiserweight division would definitely benefit from having him in there um maybe put him in a in a stable with the ascension you know have him face jinder mahal for the wwe title oh oh, oh. Oh my
0: god let's (laughs) one needs a career and one needs a pink slip (laughs) and that entire cruiserweight show needs a pink slip
1: I mean, it's done wonders for Neville and Austin Aries. I mean, Austin Aries, I feel like he, to, the, thing, the, thing, the thing with Austin Aries, I think that Austin Aries is a great, a great wrestler, a great talent, but I don't think he stands out enough. And I think that the fact that the Cruiserweight division is so limited in that um, they don't have a lot of strong workers and strong personalities, uh, I think he flourishes there. Um, let's,
0: let's look at it like this. Let's look at it like this. WrestleMania is your biggest mark attendance of the year. If your marks don't give a fuck and they start chanting we want beach ball during a fucking cruiserweight match with your main cruiserweight, that's a problem. Okay. That's I, a. Let
1: me problem. just let me just say this though. I don't give a fuck if nah,
0: not. That is a very big problem.
1: But I don't give a fuck about the marks that chant we want beach balls because they spend their money but no to... One's it, been here
0: for that, not even the marks, then there's but, a problem.
1: But they spend their money to sit there. Like, there are people that genuinely enjoy it and if it wasn't catching on by now they would have gotten rid of it for sure. Um, well, we... Oh, we we were there alive. It didn't catch on. They booed that shit. That's true, but there are people like the thing is they only have one good feud, and it's always the one for the title. And like they've Alicia been trying to, they've been trying yeah, the Alicia Fox. <laughs> and speaking that's of which, she beat Sasha Banks on Raw. Why? We'll find out. I don't know. Anyway, I think they need better heels. That's probably why. But
0: um, yeah, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be cheering the heels. That's that's a problem.
1: That is a problem. But, uh, yeah. So, um, let's see. What other few? I'm assuming they're going to do Asuka and Ember Moon. Because I think Ember Moon, her injury isn't that bad. So, I think they're going to build to that match next. Since there's a lot of space and time in between one takeover to the next. So, I think we're going to have some time Probably. before that match starts up again. But we'll see. I'm excited for it. Um, I think Ember Moon needs to change her finisher a little bit. I think it's a way too complex for what she's trying to go for. Um, but oh, that's just cool as you don't like the Stone Cold Stunner. I like it. It's row? I like it. It's just like it's
0: gonna break something's neck doing it, but
1: I'm I'm ready for yeah, it. Yeah, it's too it's too. I'm totally ready for I it. I think it's too dangerous, and I think that no one's gonna change anything about it until it's too late, just like they did with the Buckle Bomb and Seth Rollins's curb stomp and God. yeah. What
0: did you hurt on the curb stomp? That that's a, that's an argument.
1: Well, that's yeah, a later argument. That is a later argument. Um, so yeah, are you ready to talk about Backlash, or do you have any, like, last thoughts on, uh, TakeOver? Yes, I'm so ready to shit on this. I'm so oh. ready, dude! I loved this pay-per-view. Like, I don't even care about anything else. Jinder Mahal won the WWE title. We don't have the oh, plan. Okay, okay, hold on. We stop, don't, stop, stop, no. stop. Let's,
0: let's, let's, let's back up, let's back up. Let's <laughs> talk about the, let's talk about how fucking Ty Dillinger was on the pre-show.
1: Okay, so, um, the thing is, yeah. we talk about this all the time, um, Ty Dillinger is a great character, and he's a great wrestler, but I, f- yes. like, you know what, Tim, you say it, because yeah. you always say it, so you can say it. I know, you know, you know that I know what you're thinking, so just go ahead and say it. So, Tyler, Tyler fucking, oh fuck my, I want,
0: I keep wanting to say your name. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, what is it, Ty Dillinger? There we go. Jesus. That's the one. I've, I've been out of wrestling for a while. Ty, Ty Dillinger's not over. The 10 count is over. If I hear one more... Fucking ten count during a match that doesn't involve him, I might just stop watching the entire product. This is getting and I know I am and I won't quit, but it's getting ridiculous.
1: I think that he's gonna face Ziggler next, just because Ziggler is like the gatekeeper. Like you have to beat Ziggler to stay on SmackDown. Like when, when, like when you get, (laughs) it's a joke, but like you know, Ziggler is always facing the guys that get called up. Like he faced Breeze, he faced Nakamura, he's gonna face uh the next he's gonna face the next guy you know like i just feel like you have to like ziggler is becoming the gatekeeper you know
0: oh my god
1: i'm sorry but they should have had ziggler beat ambrose for the title at SummerSlam last year i am a huge guy for swerve decisions like this as you can probably tell by the fact that i'm marking out over jinder mahal being the champion but we'll get to that later again but um they they had yeah. one last shot with Ziggler running with the world title and they blew it for Dean Ambrose who honestly I am not a fan of right now, um, and and it shows because Ziggler is literally like he is such a, a washed up character like it's just so boring like he's like, like he, he he's constantly I mean, we don't fighting. know how
0: Hugh Ziggler sounds funk as fuck it's awesome
1: wait that hill that what.
0: Uh- one of the one of the promos i think it was the one we were at live where he he sounds drunk it's hilarious
1: oh yeah he talks real slow and with mm, mm. well, like, I mean, oh my god honestly kevin owens is doing the same thing now like he he uh, but i
0: think kevin owens is it, it, he's he's dissing jericho in the process cuz i think they want to do something with that
1: yeah i just feel like it's not worth it unless they have jericho come back but the thing is i feel like people are too skeptic about that one jericho's coming back No, yeah, I'm saying, like, to feud with Owens specifically. Like, I feel like, like, it was great that he uh, is mocking Jericho still and, like, acting like they're still feuding because he still wants it. He still wants to prove that he can kick his ass anytime, any place. Um, But the only way it'll work, I think, is if in the long term Jericho comes back and just beats the shit out of Kevin Owens one day. And, like, I'm not going to like it because I love Kevin Owens and you love Kevin Owens and everyone loves Kevin Owens, but... I think that Jericho needs to come back and beat his ass one day if they're gonna keep having him do this. But I think it needs I'll to be a picture with him holding
0: the actual WWE title and I was like, Oh my god, that needs to happen.
1: Right. Exactly. So um the first match of uh Backlash after the pre show. Well actually we're let's talk about the pre show more because we were talking Just about Dylan here. Well, we were talking about Dillinger, but we didn't talk about the fact that Aiden English's gimmick is fucking awesome, and I love his character. I loved, his, I, loved wor- I loved his work, I loved his work in NXT as the Drama King, and the fact that he sings his way to the ring. It's such a heat magnet, dude. Like, if he if he uses it the right way, like he's from Chicago, and so he sang about like he was like, and I'm so glad I left, and he got so much heat. And yeah, it is hometown heat, like. But you don't see a lot of heels dissing their hometown either anymore. And it kind of sucks. But it was great to see Aiden English do that. And it was a great way to garnish some heat for himself. Um, And, yeah. And he was about to give an encore, which I was really excited for. And then Ty Dillinger interrupted, which I can't complain. But, you know. um, So Dillinger came out and kicked his ass. And then Aiden English cried some more. Um, So that was the end of that, of the pre-show match. But I love... I love Aiden's crying gimmick, and I loved when Jericho like first commented on it and put him on the list for it. I thought it was so funny. I I died. I died. I love WWE's comedy lately, and I know it sounds really bad to say that I hate. I love it, but like, I just genuinely found it really funny. And I'll get to more of that later because the tag team match was a comedy show. I was about to say,
0: tell me we're about to get to this tag team match because. Oh yeah, I. I, I is that was that first.
1: No, it was. not No, no. Um, first matchup. So this is a great way to transition. Actually, first matchup was. Uh, the debut, the in-ring debut of Shinsuke Nakamura on the main roster versus Dolph Ziggler, the Gatekeeper. Um, <laughs> so that match was decent. Um, honestly, it was kind of like I read it online too, and it just seemed way too competitive for my taste. Like um, it almost looked like Ziggler was gonna beat him. Like he beat his ass. Like he kicked he kicked Shinsuke's ass around the ring and like sold a lot of, and he like. Like, Shinsuke sold a lot of it almost to Ziggler's level of selling. And it was like, um, like, uh, Ziggler was constantly beating his ass, taking a second and taunting, and then beating his ass and taunting. But, like, the fact that he can do that and still put up a good fight just, sh- like, made Shinsuke look so weak. But at the same time, like, it was still good to see that Ziggler's still relevant, I guess, in Ziggler's fight to still stay relevant in the new era where everyone is better than him um so this is
0: is the real problem that they're having right now they really do enjoy just not letting their baby faces do shit in the morning i saw it with fucking well i can bring it up later but i saw it with charlotte tonight too i was like what the fuck is this it's like why are we why are we well i get that we have to boost the heels so the face can ultimately topple the heel that's the point but if your heel fucking sucks and your face was is fantastic. There's, there's, that's that's an issue.
1: That's very true. Um, yeah, it was just it, uh, the thing is WWE does need to build up their faces more, and I think that Nakamura is a great way to start that. Um, but it was a pretty it was a pretty decent like length match. It was only fifteen. It was like a fifteen minute match. Um, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't anything special. Like, I really wanted it to be something special. I wanted it to be um, everything that I wanted it to be. Like, I wanted I wanted Nakamura to just have a field day, put on a clinic, and just show him everything that, we can do, that he can do. And the sad thing is it was a long match, but it was a lot of Ziggler just kicking his ass. And then Shinsuke didn't get to show a lot of what he can do. And I hope that they can do more of that on TV, of um, Shinsuke showing off his moves and what he can do in the ring. But, you know... Um, he shot off the Kinshasa and he won and that's pretty much all that matters so Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Dolph Ziggler in his debut match not a surprise there at all um, I, think I think they're
0: saving him they're, I don't know what they're saving him for because I don't think they want to pull that trigger on that AJ match that early
1: I think they should pull but it at Wrestlemania that'd be a dream but I don't honestly, know they never honestly, they never honestly, fulfill wrestling fans dreams anymore so what, what is the they point not- of even having dreams anymore you know and
0: hold it off longer than that. Like, give it like a solid two years. You should have went to Raw.
1: I disagree. I think that Shinsuke is a perfect fit for SmackDown. Or did you mean AJ?
0: Either. <sighs> they should be kept as far. I don't they, know. This is the thing. They, they need to. They should have been kept as far away as possible.
1: That's true. They should have also done that with Owens and Zane. But what was well, funny what was, was they, when we went and saw SmackDown Live awesome. after the shakeup. And then they both showed up, and then Owens was like, "Oh my god, I thought I got away from you." Oh my god! Was, and I missed his entrance. I'm so. Mad. I know it was so funny though. He was like, "Oh my god, I I, I thought I got away from you." But
0: they are doing as good of a job as they can keeping those two separated. At least they're not having matches in the main event anymore.
1: That's very true. Um, yeah, that's that's actually extremely true. So, to build up for the tag team match that's so up next. They had a third installment of the Fashion Files, and it was, um, I don't know. Let's talk
0: about the Fashion Files for a hot minute. Let's not even talk about the match. I don't even care. The fact that they had,
1: like, they put so many pictures up of random people, and they just, like, they have so much fun. Like, they literally make the most out of this gimmick, and it's so fun to watch them because they have so much, they have such good chemistry with each other as well. Like, it's really good. You can tell that they're great friends in the ring, and they love what they do, and they have a great time, and, um... They they encompass the rest of the roster all uh, in it too. Like they have like pictures of the Usos and John Cena and Mr. McMahon, and they had one of Tony Chimmel tonight. It was so funny. They had a picture of Tony Chimmel in the background. Did you see that, or did you not? Did you miss that part?
0: I saw it. That's fuck. That was fucking great. The the fucking the fashion files are the greatest thing in a long time. I I like. I watched it on DVR, and uh, like it, that should have been something I skipped past, but I was just like, oh, I gotta watch it, I gotta watch it, because I'm doing this. So I was like, I gotta see how this is. And honestly, it looked like such a bad porno. I was like, what is this? <laughs> like if, like if my if my dad walked downstairs, I would be very embarrassed of what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. And don't even care. It was, it's hilarious. They should never ever win a title, but. It's good stuff.
1: Well, they it's almost did. Stuff. They almost did. Well, but
0: didn't. so
1: did um, It was kind of interesting. I, th- I feel like they're going to keep the feud going, which is odd, but they're going to do it, so I might get, as well. I think
0: about more matches of that before I don't really want to see that again.
1: Yeah. Talk about how they think the
0: Usos are God's gift in <laughs> <and the guy laughs> team wrestling.
1: See, the Usos are great, but the thing is the crowd likes what they're doing as well, they're... so they don't know who to cheer for. <laughs> because it's a <laughs>
0: Who's in this crowd, though? Because this has got to be a bunch of white people. I'm so confused of what the Usus are doing. This. What are they? The Usus Samoan, right?
1: Yeah, they're Samoan. They're
0: trying to be black prison Compton with bandanas. And Dude,
1: I'm, I'm, okay, so here comes the like, comedy show. This? I th- I died when – uh I thought it was so funny when Breeze comes out and mops everything up. Like, Breeze comes out dressed as a janitor and starts mopping. And then, like, when they play his entrance, like, you know how, like, they usually pan to his his uh, his feet walking, like, when they play the beginning of the intro of Tyler Breeze's entrance music? But instead, they put it on his fucking janitor cart, being pushed out. Oh, man, it was so funny. And then, um, he was mopping him their way all the way down the ramp into the ring. And then the match started, and he was still holding the mop, because he was, like, trying to put off, like pull off this, like, incognito and in disguise kind of look and gimmick. And then, um... One of the Usos, I fucking don't give a shit who who did it, but I don't I don't know. I've never been able to tell the difference, um, especially now that they wear a shirt, because I used to tell because one of them had a ch- uh, tattoo on their chest, but now I can't tell. So one of them grabbed the mop and fucking snapped it over his knee, dropped it and hit the dab. <laughs> and it was so funny. I loved it, and like the thing is, they they didn't they didn't like downplay their comedy at all because they still allowed uh Breezango to play a f- like to put up a fight with their comedy and it was really cool um I just don't want Tyler Breeze to be relegated to the comedy role and f- uh, Fandango to not um because they really played up in the match that Tyler Breeze was like the comedy guy and Breeza- uh I keep wanting to say Breezango Fandango is the one that's like the uh the guy to pick up all the pieces but um yeah how'd you feel about this match
0: poor Tyler Breeze that man should have gotten an NXT title
1: yeah he poor got Tyler. he got screwed out of so many match victories like he literally he faced um they, he...
0: they were they were dressed up in a little gimmick it was
1: entertaining who I, was I, that I was... who was the guy that he faced i forgot in nxt it was a lucha guy right
0: um he 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 is uh, he faced fucking Jushin Liger
1: yeah yeah that's who it was liger. and he they still had liger go over but why He just left. (laughs) He did a one-off and left. (laughs) So stupid. So, um... Yep. So then, um... Then, uh, there was a a spot also where Tyler Breeze is knocked over the apron. And he comes up dressed like a grandma. And the crowd starts chanting, let's go, grandma. I I died. Like, I, I, I... I don't know. Like, I'm really, like, torn about how I feel about SmackDown's tag division right now. Because... At one hand, like they need to take it more seriously, but on another hand, I feel like they're trying to make the comedy act a serious act at the same time, and it's kind of working. Like it's kind of well, like an underdog kind of story. I'm
0: just waiting for New
1: Day to come back. Let's let's be realistic. We're... Yeah. I'm waiting for New Day
0: to come back. I'm waiting for New Day to kick ass and then break up.
1: I'm waiting. For I'm waiting to, to, to wait uh to see the New Day come back and destroy the Usos with the power of positivity and then uh, either that or they're going
0: to come back and break up first night.
1: I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that they got they them there to save the tag division. I feel like um, the only thing that the, I feel like the only person it that would break off. I know you think that Kofi's gonna break off and turn heel, but I think that they're going to have Big E turn, and then but, if they want to keep the team, I think Kofi and Xavier could very well stay as a team, or Xavier could be Kofi's manager because I don't, I don't think Xavier is is single star potential. I think that he's either manager or he's tag team.
0: But this is the that would be kind of like, and this is what uh this is why they never wanted – This is why Ambrose and Rollins never turned <laughs> on Roman because it's instantly the two smaller guys against the big guy, and that and then when the big guy goes over, everyone goes ah, it's just Vince and No, I don't like that. I don't think they need to have the two smaller guys be together. They they can if they wanna have if they wanna have Xavier as a manager, let let him manage whoever the face is. And and have Kofi and Biggie feud. Now whoever wants to be the heel in that feud be my guess. I would like Kofi to be the heel because I've never seen a heel Kofi, a full fledged heel Kofi that wasn't in New Day. So it could be some really good stuff. We're we're missing out here. We're missing out on. Yeah, some,
1: I I agree with that. I really want to see good. a heel Kofi, but I also think that WWE might pull the trigger on turning Biggie heel. But we'll see. Uh, I just don't know what kind of face role Biggie will play besides the bland Biggie face role he had when he was Intercontinental Champion for three weeks.
0: What kind of heel role is he gonna play? He's not a bodyguard. No, he could be.
1: Let's not talk about. Let's not bring back the Dolph Ziggler stuff with that because that it's really sad.
0: Everything ties back to
1: Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is just a cancer to everyone else in wrestling.
0: Pretty sure he was a cancer to half the people on this show. (laughs) Highland breeze.
1: (laughs) So true. Um, But yeah. So after some comedy stuff, um, it was kind of interesting because after uh, Fandango went up top, and then one of the Usos grabbed his foot so he couldn't jump, and then the one that was legal kicked him in, like super kicked him off the top rope and pinned him for the win. Um, but it was interesting because the commentators were saying it like the USOs just pulled it out of their ass and they they just survived this and like every, they were like oh yeah like they came into the match being the uh, complete obvious favorite but they merely survived this match and I'm just like did huh? anyone did anyone think they were going to win besides like Tyler Breeze's like three kicks he, he uh, put on him like he kicked him three times and that was it and then Fondago picked up the pieces I don't know. It it wasn't my, it wasn't any. I didn't. It wasn't any way of shifting who I thought was gonna win. Did I think for some points that they were gonna win? Yeah, but like in my mind, I was like, no, they're not gonna do it, and they didn't because they did another shocker later in the night when Jinder Mahal won the WWE title. All right, we're we're, come on, wasting time on (laughs) shit that doesn't matter. All right, so the next match was um, Baron Corbin versus Sami Zayn, and the sad thing is with this match is that I love Baron Corbin and I love Sami Zayn. But I just didn't care about this match because the build wasn't very substantial. Because they just put the match together in the go home show.
0: Oh, you're looking for me to say something? Well, I feel like I talk a lot. Here's where where I didn't have to backtrack, and I can actually start talking about matches. Fucking. And not just throw in my side comedy because I like throwing in side (laughs) comedy. This was fucking. It wasn't great. But, like, I still enjoyed it because I like both guys. Fucking Sami Zayn, and I actually saw this really good tweet. It was, Sami Zayn loses, so when he wins, it's lit. And that's so true because this crowd blew up when he actually won. Because like, If it's a big match on a pay-per-view, no one actually thinks Sami Zayn's going to win. He's he's the most glorified enhancement talent we have on the roster. I couldn't believe that the crowd still will sing the song and say, let's go. It's incredible how he somehow manages to stay afloat. He should have had a fantastic run after he beat Kevin Owens. That's also another story.
1: Yeah, they kind of just like pushed him I, away.
0: I enjoyed this match a lot. It was it was fun, and I'm happy Zayn won. And I want to see the ball start moving. So let's 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 yeah. get this Kevin Owens thing over with so we can get Zayn the title. Let's, see. Let's,
1: yeah, I, I mean, miss. I was pulling for Corbin because I'm a huge mark for Corbin. Um, I don't know. I keep hearing all these reports that WWE's high on him and they want to put a title on him. But then he loses all of his big matches. Every single match he has to build his character, he loses. So I just don't know anymore. Like, they keep saying, like, yeah, they see Baron Corbin as equal to Braun Strowman. But play it out like that on TV. If you really think they're equal, play it out like that. But they're not. First thing is they're not equal. So don't say they're equal. And two, don't build them the same way, but make Corbin look like more than a fucking, like, goof. He loses all of his big matches. I don't get it. And, um, I don't know, it's a little bit of a rant on my part, but they had so many chances to have Baron Corbin reach stardom. They could have had him beat fucking Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental title, had a meaningful reign, and then draft him over to Raw where he can kick some more ass, or they could take the title off him just to give it to Ambrose to take to Raw. Honestly... I just wish they did something with that belt because Corbin would have made the IC title something significant. And uh, I'm not a fan of Dean Ambrose anymore because since his feud with Seth Rollins and everything, um, I don't want to say complacent because everyone is saying complacent and I don't think anyone on WWE is complacent. Um, I just don't think that they know where they want to go with Dean Ambrose's character. And I think that they need to reevaluate because I think that they... um, they wrote they they're riding too much on the lunatic fringe gimmick when it's not as over as it used to be because they're not making it as serious as it used to be. Um, but yeah, um, Sami Zayn won. Sure. I'm happy yeah, for bro. Sami Zayn for winning the match. Um, I want to see where they go with it, but it's just unfortunate because with both Baron and Sami Zayn, whenever they win their matches, they just kind of treat them like they never won anything. Like they their match never happened. Like they didn't win anything. They're not progressing. They're not moving up to any title contentions, nothing. It's just on to another feud, or they're going to continue. And I think they're going to continue this one, but I don't know who's actually going to come out on top because I think both of these guys desperately need to win a feud.
0: I think what they're going to do is they're going to let Sami Zayn build because there's talk of Baron winning money in the bank. God help us.
1: Don't you dare say, God help us, dude. Baron Corbin better win money in the bank. That's all I have to say. Baron is a great worker. He has a great gimmick. He's just a little bit stiff still, but I think that when he faces the right guys, like when he faced AJ one time and when he faced John Cena, they put on great matches. I didn't see the recent match with him and Randy, but I'm sure it was stiff as fuck because Randy's stiff as fuck. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. I think there's good things in both Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn's futures on SmackDown Live. I just think that they should have built one of them up to face Randy Orton instead of Jinder Mahal. But I'm happy with what they did with it because... If Sami Zayn
0: didn't get injured fucking in 2015, he would have been a massive star by this point.
1: Wait, what did you say? Sorry.
0: If Sami Zayn didn't get injured with his shoulder before in May of 2015, he'd be a massive star right now.
1: That's very true. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that one. Um, I also kind of don't like the fact that they play Sami Zayn up to be a pest to all the general managers. I don't know if you've noticed that, but like, literally on Raw, they that's, had him talk. That's, that's not, that's the <laughs> a
0: gimmick. That's his real thing. Apparently, he's really liked that. Really? <laughs> that's really, which is really funny. Dude, I don't that- know if you've ever heard Kevin I- Owens talk about it, but it's. You'd be
1: funny. No, but, like, it was so funny because they even had Angle, like, on the phone the other night. And he was like, oh, yeah, Sammy, you're doing great. I promise. You're doing great things. All right. Bye-bye. But, like, he never said – he never was really talking to Angle on TV. I'm surprised they even, like, included that. But, like, I guess that's, like, a running – maybe it's a running joke. Maybe it's a rib. But I don't know. It is. It's
0: absolutely a rib (laughs) on him. It's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. That's apparently what he's like backstage. He's like, "Mm." He just – he's
1: constantly – Gets up in everyone's face and stuff. Energetic. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's I he guess you gotta lift the character, you know?
0: He was oh, wait, women's. I
1: can't. Um, actually, can we talk about li- like how characters do that? Because, like, can we talk about the fact that some guy wanted Kevin Owens' autograph at a live show and he literally took his paper and just dropped it on the floor? I'm
0: so proud of him. I'm so proud of him.
1: Like, literally, someone was like, Kevin Owens, sign my paper, and he walked over and took his paper and he looked at it and then dropped it and then walked yeah. away. And, like, literally, it had, it, I saw it, though. Like, I saw the paper, and it had autographs from, like, other stars on it. And he was just collecting autographs on a page. So I really hope the security guard gave the kid back his paper. But, like, that was so funny that Kevin Heel. Owens did that. He had the kid, too. That's the best part. He gives no fucks. Yeah. And he, literally... and he was like, yeah, sure, I'll sign your paper. No, nope, just kidding. I won't. I don't give a fuck.
0: That's the great deal of the company right now.
1: Exactly. That Him and Pete Dunne. I'm telling you, Pete Dunne's gonna do great things if they call him up to the main roster. Because I mean, he could very easily go to like regular no American one. WWE television. They still haven't had a British WWE champion yet.
0: I mean, all I'm saying is let's put him let's put him on a show before I call him a great heel.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, they still they they still haven't had a British World Champion yet, but they've had a an Indian World Champion. So with Jinder Mahal and uh, Great colleagues. Yes. I mean, Wade Barrett never won the world title, so. That, that's a problem. He should have won the that's world title, and he better come back. He was talking about coming back, so I think he should. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. So, um, let's go on to the next match. Um, what, wait, right. What's up? It was the women, what was it? N- Yeah, the next that match was happened. the women's match. Um, okay, good. You can talk. You sound good. like you have something to say.
0: Women, women, six women... Six women. What is Charlotte doing as a baby face? This is ridiculous. She's just Why is Charlotte... She's
1: just evening, and evening out the field until she turns heel again when they wanna scrap this feud. Well, let's 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 get on that. Who the fuck won this? I don't it's even gonna, remember. Uh the heels. Uh Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella. Oh my goodness. That means I had to see something uh, with this again. Because Becky tried rolling up um Natalia, I believe, and then uh Tamina ran in the ring and like like I fucking Ran into her because she's a fucking cow, just like Nia Jax. Um, Jesus. <laughs> sorry, that sounded really offensive. I just meant that she's really big and muscular and really strong. So she like knocked into Becky Lynch and then Natalia put her in the sharpshooter. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that's that's trigger warning. <laughs>
0: you're done. For, you're done for a couple of minutes. <laughs> you're done. For the next. You're done for a couple. Of minutes.
1: But you're yeah. Couple so couple that's minutes. how the heels won. Um, I'm- I hate Carmella. Can we just talk about Carmella and how much I hate her?
0: I enjoy. The fact that nobody, that James Ellsworth is at least now getting the joke that he's shit
1: and it's the greatest thing. He was like and talking about now, how he's like the best wrestler in the company. He has the best physique. That's,
0: that's, that's the best part. That's the best part. Now he knows that he's a piece of fucking garbage and he shouldn't be anywhere near the fucking company. And it, it's glorious. I mean, I think I'm it's I'm glad funny. that he, he's making a meme out of the meme that people don't like. It's great.
1: It is great. It is great. He's,
0: working everyone fantastically i don't understand where this knowledge comes from from him but he's he's a smart man he's working the work that's shitty as fuck
1: literally (laughs) it was so funny when he's talking about it and he's like my home let's talk
0: about how fucking let's talk about how they fucking put charlotte in the heel corner and they had him just beat her down and i'm like what the fuck this is not if charlotte's a face okay i guess but
1: Let's not let's
0: not have her get beat up like that. that never, that's a problem.
1: I never thought that they would make Charlotte heal. She didn't Or a uh, face and, I mean. I thought Charlotte and, was a natural heel heal. the whole time. I thought Tamina could have been a face, to be honest. She,
0: she shouldn't be getting beat up in the corner like that. That's nonsense. Especially because she was literally doing that shit not two months ago.
1: Yeah, and she's literally like a former raw women's champion, like and four like, time raw it, women's it, champion, like whether it, we like it or not.
0: They had they had her um Knock down Natalia and then start fucking with Carmella who was on the apron who then dropped off and Natalia's off screen and I'm like she's gonna get fucking blasted here in two seconds and what do you know she gets blasted I'm like what the fuck no she's such a smart character I'm not understanding this
1: yeah it was really not stupid
0: why we're gonna make stupid now because she's a face
1: and also she's like like the sad thing is that like Tim I'm gonna ask you a really serious question and I, I hope you can answer it correctly but I don't blame you if you're wrong. So, who is the SmackDown Women's Champion right now?
0: Becky Lynch.
1: Exactly. It's Naomi. No one gives a fuck about it. <laughs> I'm sure you answered on purpose that, like, Naomi's the... That, uh, I actually Lynch.
0: did kind of have to think, but I was like, well, because I know Charlotte's eventually going to take it, and we're just we're yeah. just slow burning because we need something to do until SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, I think when they... I think they're just buying time for... Uh, that and i think they're gonna build a charlotte and becky at uh maybe survivor series or something like that uh, i can't see
0: another one of these four women pairings i've seen <laughs> just about enough. oh I no just want my i fucking, know i just want my fucking sasha and bailey match in brooklyn i don't know why we haven't turned sasha here okay yet. I, don't I, know hate, what we're doing. I
1: hate i hate bailey and the main roster i liked nxt bailey i hate main roster bailey
0: let's give that angle specifically to triple h and let's have that run through SummerSlam, and then be done with the four.
1: How horses. about Vince McMahon let's... just steps the fuck away and gives the whole company to Triple H? Because okay, Vin- no, no, Vince McMahon no, no, no. is an out of touch little old prude fuck, and needs to get away. No,
0: let's 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 fucking have Triple H do the women's angles for SummerSlam. Then let's have all the four horsewomen go a fuck away for a little bit. Let's bring Oscar in here. Also let's fucking. Let's not have Oscar lose the women's title in NXT. Let's have her vacated because she's too fucking good.
1: Or bring it to the main roster with her for at least a little while because it would look really awesome to give the exposure to the NXT women's title.
0: I don't value the title more than anything
1: else. And, I mean, Kevin Owens took the NXT title when he got called up against John Cena.
0: And when he lose it?
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, he lost it, like, right after he got called up, but he still brought it to the main roster.
0: But I don't even want to see her lose it. I want to see her vacate it.
1: I feel that. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, have her vacate it, but like after she brings it brings it to the main roster for a couple weeks,
0: and then send her to like SmackDown.
1: Or I don't she belongs. You. She needs to go to SmackDown. I think. I that, feel
0: like we feel like we want to send all these NXT cats to SmackDown. We can't be doing that. We got to send some of them to Raw. I agree, but I don't
1: know where Oscar would. I don't know where Oscar would fit there. Has, Asuka's, like the
0: ultimate warrior of the
1: women's division. Okay, She's absolutely. I've always Raw. had this question, but I just so, don't know. Is Oscar a face or a heel? Because literally, like, she comes off as this cocky asshole sometimes. She's an asshole. I just don't know. She's sometimes I don't know. I feel like they could put her against anyone, and she could, she could get uh, the reco- the according reaction. You know what I mean? Like if she if she was against the face, she'd get booed, and if she was against the heel, she'd get cheered. Like I just think that she's that expendable, which is amazing.
0: So yeah, let's get let's let's get these four horse women. Let's give them a break. Yeah, I'm starting to get re- I'm really getting bugged with all of them. I want to see fucking. Naomi lose the title because that just has to happen because I'm tired of face Charlotte already. That's a problem. I mean, it's, it's
1: one dimensional. I feel like she doesn't know what to do.
0: She doesn't know what to do with the face. That's why they turned it heel in the first place.
1: Exactly. Um. So yeah. Um. Charlotte So I hope this feud dies here, but I don't think it will because I think they're gonna want yeah. the faces to get the one, the, the the even at least even it out. One more out of it. Yeah.
0: And then maybe one. Of the so the
1: next pay per view is what Money in the Bank, and then the other one after that is Battleground, and then the after that is SummerSlam. So,
0: it's a it fucking five pay per views before fucking SummerSlam. Yeah,
1: dude, they're doing two a month until after SummerSlam, I believe, and then they're doing one a month. I think that's their plan. I think that's their plan. I think they're doing so. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, they're doing uh, um, for the May pay per views. It was Payback and Backlash. And then June pay-per-views are going to be Extreme Rules and Money in the Bank. And then July is going to be Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Battleground for SmackDown. Um, don't I don't know why Battleground is still a thing, but I don't know why Great Balls of Fire even came into question. And then after that will be SummerSlam, I believe. And then after that, No Mercy is a raw pay-per-view now. And then I don't know what else they're going to do after that. I think they might give SmackDown Clash of Champions or Night of Champions or something like that. Or I hope I they know. give them something. I hope Raw doesn't have more pay-per-views because that just shows that they give a fuck more about Raw, which they shouldn't because SmackDown is much better. Um, Speaking of
0: let's let's keep... Come on, we got
1: like two matches. Let's... All right, all right. Well, we got three, but the middle one no one gives a fuck about. Uh, okay, so we have Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship in this next match. And... Uh, this match was great, um, besides the ending, but the right person won the match anyway, um.
0: Yeah, I was really curious to see how we were gonna have AJ lose, cause I was like, I don't really wanna see KO lose quite yet, and I was like, but how are we gonna have AJ lose, and, I guess the countout is the smartest way to go. I guess we could've had Kevin Owens do some heel shit, because he is a heel. Yeah. So.
1: I mean, that was heel enough, I think, but, um, the, the... I
0: don't think they they didn't boo Kevin Owens. They booed because that was she. Yeah. I honestly didn't think it was that bad. I was like, I honestly thought he botched there for a sec because I I kind of was I'm, I kind of was looking at Twitter and I was and then I just saw him kind of fall and I was like, oh shit, did he fuck up?
1: No, yeah, he stuck. He, he got his arm stuck first and then he got his foot stuck somehow and then he was like what hanging by the it? by the cords and then he got caught and he got counted out. Um, and then Kevin Owens went out and got one last kick to the head before he left.
0: Because because Kevin Owens is fucking incredible and he's gonna do whatever he fucking wants.
1: Yeah, and then AJ left like he was selling an injury, so I think that might play into another rematch or something like well, uh,
0: something of that. It never ended, so we'll we'll get we'll get a rematch. Yeah, we'll but it get...
1: I mean, there's not much let's else to talk to about besides the fact that it was a good match. I mean, it's everything you would let's expect have... of AJ and Kevin. You know. Let's have, let's have Kevin
0: go over one more time and then let's let's. Have him drop that thing. and Have him move on and that do better want... things. It's ridiculous.
1: Let's hope that someone that's not AJ Styles wins the belt, though, because I don't want AJ to be the U.S. champion. I think that he, both that of be. these guys, deserve to fight for the WWE title. Um, maybe one of these guys in the next match will take the belt. Unless you're all, uh, unless you have anything else to add about this previous match, I think it's good to move on. I mean, pretty standard, yeah, let's right? Go.
0: This good match. I like that. I like that apron suplex, Bob.
1: Oh, I did too. That was really good. I
0: don't know what you're doing over there, Chicago. You seem better.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was kind of hoping that he could do the Styles Clash through through the table, though. But, I don't know. That's just me. So, the next match is uh, Eric Rowan versus Luke Harper. And, like I said, I hope one of these guys can eventually challenge for the U.S. title in the future. Preferably Luke Harper. But, Eric Rowan has been doing some really good character development. If you've seen, like, um, the Talking Smack or... The, even on the pre-show tonight, they had some Eric Rowan antics. I didn't quite get to it. I didn't quite see it, but I saw, I saw it occurring. I just didn't listen and pay attention. I was trying to plan other things. Um, but, yeah, Eric Rowan's theme music is terrible. He needs new theme music. He needs a new Tron. Uh, his, it doesn't fit his character at all. Um, it's like a psychopath character, but Eric Rowan is like a dark psychopath. Like I feel like Eric Rowan and Luke Harper um, have... Good separation with their characters. Like, you can easily distinguish, even though they're similar in certain ways about them being crazy. But at the same time, like, you look at their Tron and their videos and everything, and they're almost identical. So I think Rowan needs to be changed to, like, black, more black and dark colors, and Harper should stay, like, lighter. Uh, Like, Lumberjack kind of crazy. Um, But, I mean, flat reaction. Eric Rowan's theme song is terrible. Um, But his character is great. I just wish they had more of his his antics like they had on talking smack during the match like him pulling out different sheet masks and like different things like that but they didn't do much of that it was just a standard wrestling match but one thing i was watching with my dad and my dad even said he doesn't know either of these guys and he was like they got these guys really move they know how to move they are really agile for big guys Who? who is the face uh, <laughs> so harper is <laughs> the Who's face harper's what? harper's the face um, for betraying Bray Wyatt in the first place, uh, way back when, and uh, Rowan is the heel because he wants to like quote unquote like punish Harper for leaving. Did no the one tell family.
0: Rowan that the family ended like two months ago? Did did no one? Well, tell I mean, him the they journey? they did. They just well, needed,
1: I, I, they just needed an excuse to put these guys in the card and have. So they were like, let's just have them feud for that reason.
0: Luke Harper should be doing so much better. Luke, he's getting old, but like he could, he's still. A- He's a fantastic worker. He's good on the mic when you throw him on the mic. Don't have him do something stupid, but he's he was good with he was good with Bray when he was doing just enough. You'd need him just enough. And he should be fighting for the US title.
1: I completely agree. Saying. I think both of these guys could. I just think that Rowan needs a little more character development. I think that I think that I think so. Harper needs a little more character development. And they both need to get over with the fans more. I think Harper could do it easily. I don't know about Rowan.
0: Rowan needs pink slip. That's I'm sticking I'm sticking by that. I
1: he needs a, a tag team slip. partner or they need to team together. I think that if they put Harper and Rowan back together, let's which back. I let's, mean, let's, after let's. they did everything, like after they did everything that they've done so far and like split them up and put them back together and split them up, um, I don't think it's worth putting them back together again. But if they did, if they kept them together, they could have wreaked havoc on this tag team division. They could have been one of the best tag teams in WWE today because they already were at one point. And uh, that's all I need to say about that one. Um, there wasn't much else to say about the match. The crowd was kind of dead because it was after the U.S. title match and before the WWE title match. So they had some... They used a lot of the energy in the previous match and wanted to save it for the next match. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, anything else you want to say about this matchup before we move on?
0: I'm still sticking my hair growing needs that pink slip. I'll give it to him myself. I don't give a fuck.
1: I think JBL needs a pink slip too, but... You know, no one's going to do anything about hashtag,
0: that. Hashtag, hashtag oh, fire JB.
1: Um, so a part of that. Which, hashtag die. True. <laughs> speaking of which, though, um, this is like way back on the pre-show. I totally forgot to talk about this, but there's been like rumors that like Aiden English's crying gimmick is supposed to be like a rib for Mauro Ronaldo and his like being bullied and everything. Um, whoever says that needs to no. shut the fuck up. No,
0: they've done some terrible things, but I don't think they're that
1: They terrible. would not do that. They need to you guys need to stop be like dissecting everything WWE does cuz like at one hand like it, there comes a point where you just need to stop and enjoy the product. Like Aiden English is crying because he's the drama king, not because he's trying to be more in Halo. They're not I don't think even Aiden English would have the heart to do that. Um
0: they, they've done some terrible things. I mean, they did try to do an incest angle, but
1: that needed to end. The Birchuls needed well, to end. That never started. So, thank god for that.
0: The I don't think they're that terrible i would like to believe they're not that terrible triple h is a good guy and a lot of the guys on there now are nxt guys i don't think he'd have
1: them do that i agree they're much more like um liberal start, like liberal kind of people rather than who like i, I feel don't like
0: know like... i don't know Lin- linda be going no, I, no 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 next the last match on the card all right <laughs> i'm I'm gonna segue. The last match on the card was your WWE title match.
1: Oh man, I'm you had, so happy.
0: Had Randy Orton.
1: Fuck Randy Orton, dude. I'm sorry. Randy and Orton.
0: You had Ginger Mahal for the WWE title. Oh uh, you're, you're gonna mute and I'm gonna go because
1: Can I start by no, saying no, I can I start by saying fuck Randy Orton for being so boring? Like he is the WWE champion and he's the only <laughs> world champion in WWE and he acts like a fucking cardboard box. He does. He moves he literally moves like a cardboard box now. He's that old and that like lazy. And he's like Not- he, he doesn't have any charisma like anymore. And he's terrible in his face role. And he's he doesn't give Is a fuck. A face? A- what? Is he a face What? So, Is Let's yes. let's let's let's
0: let's talk about the before the match so, antics okay, then kid.
1: Okay, so let's, first off Where
0: where where they did the introductions and then Orton attacked Jinder. Okay and Jinder did Jinder did nothing okay, yeah, to Orton.
1: But still, the crowd still act, chanted RKO. after that the with
0: Ray Orton. Fuck the crowd Another Chicago.
1: thing, Another thing that was weird, too, was that there were a lot of Jinder Mahal signs and Jinder cheers. Like, I was really surprised. Because, like, when Jinder first won number one contender, like, the crowd shit all over it, dude. Like, they didn't want any of it. And they didn't want any of Jinder Mahal through the entire build. And then here he comes in Chicago, and people are cheering him. And I think it's because that nobody likes Randy Chicago Orton. Chicago wants That's because Chicago wants to be funny. No, but that's also because, like, nobody cares about Randy Orton anymore. Like, I don't know why WWE likes to suck his dick so much. Like, he's not the the Viper anymore. Like, they're not going to make him the Viper. They call him the Viper, but he's not the Viper. He's not. Like, he's not 2009 Randy Orton. We talk about this all the time. 2009 Randy Orton was Randy Orton at his prime. And they fucking drop the ball on keeping that guy around because they turned him face and heel so many times over, and then they decided to turn him face again. Like, oh, my God. Like, face Randy Orton... Face Viper is garbage, okay? Like, it's so bad. And then they had him beat the shit out of Jinder, and yet the crowd still cheered.
0: When Orton is good, he is good. Right now, he is fucking terrible. I don't know what they see in a face Orton. I, I mean, the rumor was that they let him do... All of this nonsense leading up to Mania because he got his ass kicked by Brock.
1: That's exactly what it was. It was because they wanted to bribe him so he could get his ass kicked by Brock because they wanted Brock to <laughs> kick somebody's <laughs> ass. That was credible.
0: Was I liked Orton during the Brock feud. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, Orton no. was funny as I shit. To-
1: I Brock totally food. did, but I think it's because both those guys were tweeners <laughs> in that feud. The thing is, when you he have did. Orton, when you have... Hero f- fucks. When you have Tweener Orton... Jericho
0: threw him, apparently Jericho threw him that li- the, the line that I'm sure everyone knows, uh, no one the no enhancement line, which is hilarious.
1: Yep. It was really funny. And then, like, apparently Jericho, like, went after Brock after the match because he thought, like, it was, like, a serious thing with him and Orton. and That was really funny. I just... I can't picture... Like, apparently Jericho was, like, really tough, and, like, he took down Goldberg at one point. But, like, I don't know if he could do it against Brock.
0: No, he couldn't do it against Brock. Is that a question?
1: <laughs> I mean, he did it to Goldberg. And I mean, not like 2017 Goldberg, like Goldberg in his prime. But anyway. Point being,
0: point being your winner of the match was Jinder Mahal. Okay. So,
1: first off, like, the Singh brothers went so hard, like, trying to fucking distract Orton and help Jinder. And I mean, like, I get it. It's fine. It's some distractions. It's some mind games. It's what Jinder's character is. Like, he tries and act like he's a hypocrite. He's, that's his character. He acts like he's like, oh, yeah, you guys are terrible people. You guys this, you guys that. But then he cheats to win everything. So um, he talks about he's going to do all these things, and he's going to win, and he's going to kick people's ass, and then he can't win a match without the Singh brothers. And, I mean, that's fine and great and everything. And Orton, like, they had a thing where Orton, like, tried to take them out a couple times, but it didn't work. There was also a time where he like dropped one of them on their heads, and like he made a face like, "Oh shit, I just injured that son of a bitch," and luckily he didn't, because he could have killed that he could have killed that fucker. He he literally like picked him up for a back suplex and flipped him over, and he landed on his face. Did you see that part? And like when he he I'm threw him. Up.
0: I'm surprised he didn't get that him. Just, just. Stupid, stupid
1: dude. Stupid. Oh man, yeah, Orton is such a hypocrite too. Like, like he he think he has the balls to like critique people who like. Almost injure other guys, but then like here he is like carelessly, carelessly, literally just throwing these two guys around. These poor Singh brothers, like they're cruiserweights, but like, like they're not, they're not heavy. Like he did not have to pick them up and throw them around like that, but he did, and uh, it almost looked like he injured one of them. And he made a face like, oh shit, I just did that. I'm gonna be in trouble. And luckily, he didn't get hurt. Like they had the refs even go behind and check on him. If you if you didn't if you noticed that, um. So yeah, uh. Yet in the match came like I thought Orton was gonna get an RKO out of nowhere and win, and he didn't, and it was good um, because the Singh brothers helped pull th- pull him out of the ring or something like that or helped him kick out or something, um, so it ended up finishing the match because, um, uh, sorry, I'm just trying to like read real quick. <laughs> oh, okay, so like he was getting real real uh, distracted from the Singh brothers. Wow, I just had a huge brain fart there. He got distracted from all the Singh brothers, went back in the ring, or, like, from outside the ring, and he was in the ring. And then Mahal grabbed him from behind and hit him with the cravat, which is his finisher, the Cobra Clutch Slam, and pinned him out of nowhere. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a great finish. And uh, the crowd couldn't believe it. They sold that, like, fucking Undertaker losing the WrestleMania streak. It was kind of they funny. It, they alluded to it.
0: The, best, the my, my favorite shot of that crowd afterwards was the, the one people who were just laughing like, yeah, of course they did that because of course they did.
1: Okay, but like if you see That's the some replay, of like, if you see the crowd, they're actually kind of marking out. Like they're kind of happy. Like some people were really happy and like other people were just really shocked. But like there, were, there was no one that was just standing still. Like everyone was had their eyes in the ring. And Jinder Mahal is your WWE champion. I'm like what? It's crazy, and like the the commentators sold it as a huge shock, and honestly, I didn't expect it to be. I didn't think it was a huge shock. I thought it was. I thought there was no reason to push Jinder Mahal out of nowhere from the runner up in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal to number one contender to just lose to Randy Orton and be fed to Randy Orton. Um, I don't think WWE is that stupid anymore, and I don't think WWE really thinks that Randy Orton needs Jinder Mahal to be fed to him to build him up especially when it's a title match on the main event pay-per-view. I just didn't see Mahal being built so much and having so much faith put in him by WWE to not win. So I think WWE did a great job. Um, they, I think they, the right guy went over here. I think um, it's crazy for me to say that Jinder Mahal should be the WWE champion right now, but he should be because Randy Orton is dick and he needs to retire or he needs to just stick to being a part-timer. Because I hate seeing him every week. He's boring, and he's two-dimensional. Two-dimensional. Wow, well, excuse me. And uh, he needs to stop doing what he's doing. So what are your thoughts?
0: I heard a really good phrase. It was, Randy Orton is a part-timer, but he's always there. And I was like, yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> is- I want to know... I know it's it's unfortunate, but it's just going to be they wanted to do it for quote-unquote shock factor and the business India side of things, which if you read the dirt sheets, you know all about. Uh, oh, good lord. Help us all.
1: I just well, think I just hope that um, they do this. It's a sad day when
0: I honestly think that SmackDown is doing stupidest stuff than Raw. But yeah.
1: I still think that SmackDown is doing smarter things than Raw with this. I understand what you're coming from. Um, But I, I think that as long as they keep Jinder Mahal strong and they keep him in the title picture for a long time after, it won't be seen as just a temporary business plan to make India happy. Um, I think it will be something that will be smart to cultivate new talent. I think it's a great way because a lot of, the, a lot of what they do is very formulaic and the fact that they just come in and destroy shit, win the title, and then they lose the title, and then they're kind of just lost in the mid-card sometimes or they stay in the main event if you're Finn Balor. But, um, yeah, I mean, they have, like they do that a lot. And I think with Jinder coming out of nowhere and really giving – like, WWE giving him a chance is insane. He's a great guy. I've read a lot of interviews and stuff and saying that, like, the reason why he was, comp- he was, like, down in the bottom of the barrel was because he acted like he didn't care and he didn't work out as much as the other guys and he didn't put as much effort. But he said he started caring when they re-signed him and he was going to make the most of his, his uh, second run because, actually, before he signed with WWE again to come back after the brand split, um, he talked with Impact, and he decided he was thinking about going to Impact Wrestling until WWE contacted him again and said, we wanted to sign you. And it was a great thing uh, for him to sign with WWE. Uh, clearly, he's the WWE champion now. But it just shows that... Um, you know, WWE will give people shots if they try hard enough. Um, it's not a fact of, uh, you're n- like, we don't see you being main event. I mean, I guess it was a few years ago when Daniel Bryan was in the main event, but, um, you know, uh, Jinder Mahal is a great choice. I'm excited to see what his reign is. I think it's going to be very different from any other champion's reign so far. Um, and you have to think right now, Tim uh, the two world champions in WWE are Brock Lesnar. And Jinder Mahal. Let oh that sink in for a God. minute. Brock Lesnar and Jinder Mahal are your two world champions.
0: Brock Lesnar's out on a compound somewhere. sucking on Stacy Keep. Uh, fucking what's her face his toes. Sonny? No. Okay.
1: Sable. Oh, Sable. Yeah.
0: And fucking milking cows and fucking. We have Jinder Mahal. Where is my boy Rusev? What is?
1: What? Well, um, let's hope that Rusev comes like... back as a face and faces uh, Jinder at uh, Money in the Bank, because uh, remember they had that brief tag team in Raw on Raw before they got drafted to SmackDown.
0: Oh my God, that sounds terrible. They
1: might play that. Uh, I don't know if. Um, what if they do Rusev in Styles? Oh. Or no, sorry. Because Styles will be facing Owens. Um, that makes no sense. Maybe Rusev and Zayn? Didn't they do that
0: one? Who goes on um, over?
1: Rusev. Rusev. They gave Zayn the win at, at uh, Backlash, so I don't know. But then again, you have to think... <laughs> they gave
0: they gave Zayn his one one every six-month win. Mm. Now he loses. Exactly.
1: Um, oh. Another thing to think about, too, is the fact that Money in the Bank is next month, so they might not have as many matches. They might just need to fill up six people in that match. Because they do have a smaller roster than Raw. They had to build a three-hour show. How are they going to do that? They didn't even go three hours tonight. Exactly. Well, they did. They they went right up to eleven. No, they didn't. They went to two forty-five,
0: up to uh ten forty-five.
1: Oh, true. Well, I don't know. Uh, it always seems like the Raw pay-per-views always go over, and then the SmackDown pay-per-views always go under.
0: That's because they let the Raw fucking guys go.
1: That's true. So I think we're done. I think we're good. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton, like the match specifically?
0: No, I want to see what they're gonna. I want to. You know what? I'm gonna hate this title reign. I want to see what they do with him after he loses.
1: Okay, that's yeah, right. I see that too. Well,
0: I, and I was just thinking about that now. What happens when he loses?
1: That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like I'm. I. I, I really hope that's to God the that they biggest thing
0: about a champion it's what happens when you lose. I just really that's hope, that that they, keep yeah, hope they keep him strong.
1: Yeah, I hope they keep him strong.
0: Hopefully, Randy Orton will stay in Purgatory.
1: Hopefully, Randy Orton will retire before he holds another title i Just
0: pass out a bunch of pink slips.
1: I don't know. I think Orton would be in a great it's gotta be would benefit in it's a feud. Got to be
0: that. It's to be that time where they start handing out pink slips.
1: There's also rumors that John Cena is going to return early. Oh my
0: god! At least it's not from injury.
1: Exactly, it's from being Hollywood. I think that Randy Orton actually would benefit in a, in a feud with Baron Corbin. I what? think that I think that Corbin and Orton would benefit if they feuded with each other who goes over. Corbin. Because Orton can suck a fat dick.
0: I (laughs) want... I want Corbin to do better things than Randy Orton.
1: I agree. I agree. But I think that would be a logical choice going forward. But we'll see what happens. I just don't know what they're going to do now that Jinder Mahal is the champion.
0: They did did a great thing.
1: Can Uh, we talk about the fact that they put together Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton? Like... I never thought that these two would be able to work. And you know what? They really didn't. They were, it was a really slow match. Like, the quality of the match. Because, like, I know we're talking about Jinder Mahal winning the belt and being shocked about that. But it was such a slow match.
0: It was a rock match. It was... Mm-mm. There was not much there to care about. And then, until, like, the when Randy Orton started going, hey shit on the fucking Bollywood Boys
1: for no reason.
0: <laughs> ah, Randy Orton... He's the, he was the heel in this match, I'm telling you, he was the heel in this match.
1: They might do a double turn, but I don't know if they would do that because they also had the Bollywood was, boys being heelish too. When you think, think about it, was an it.
0: I think it was an unofficial, not quite clear double turn.
1: I don't know, because I don't know what they would do with a face and a faction of because, people who help him all the time, you know?
0: Well, because it won't really they won't really be faces. It was it was kinda just like they don't want Orton with the title and they want to do, Maybe they want to do something with Orton, so they said, fuck it, we're going to make him look like an asshole, which they did very successfully. Orton looked like a complete dick. I was like, what is this? How's the like, who's your face here?
1: Yeah, you know, if they did go with another Orton heel run, I wouldn't complain so much about a Randy Orton being literal dick anymore. I don't want to see another
0: Randy Orton heel run, because it won't go well. That's who's he going to face?
1: I got you. No, I feel. I feel.
0: Who's he going to face?
1: I mean, Sammy. Oh my
0: gosh. Who goes over?
1: Ugh, I want to say Sammy, but I think they'll put Orton over. That, exactly.
0: This, this, and for those of you who don't know, this is what I do to him. I go, okay, smartass, who goes over?
1: And then I kind of sit here and ponder As, for a second. He has,
0: he has these good ideas, and then I'm like, okay, who goes over?
1: Well, you we know who would be a WWE booker, not me. Anyway.
0: Actually. Because you get all the shit right somehow. I don't really understand. I read a it.
1: lot of dirt sheets, and uh, I don't know. I try and think how WWE thinks.
0: And... Um, yeah, I try to think logically, which is apparently wrong.
1: Yeah, it's not how WWE thinks. You need to you need to get on that because Jinder Mahal winning the title is completely illogical, but he still did it.
0: Anyway, <laughs> I think this is about over. this is about over. I'm well, just, I mean, I I actually have one. I actually
1: I, I want to talk about uh, the overall show first off. Um, the overall show I think was really good. I think it was a good p- showing by SmackDown after uh, WrestleMania, but um, I also think that um, I also think that Takeover overshadowed it. And I think the fact that they had Takeover in the weekend before um, not a uh, big four pay per view, kind of hurt this pay per view more than even the big four pay per views that it hurts. You know what I mean? Like, you know when they have like the Takeovers the night before big four pay per views, and then like we watch it and we're like, wow, Takeover was way better. This was even worse. I felt even worse tonight.
0: Yeah. Backlash was...
1: It was indeed
0: a show on a... It was indeed a wrestling show on a Sunday night that I watched after work. That's indeed how the show felt. It felt like something they kind of had to do because contracts and blah, blah, blah. Literally.
1: And to make SmackDown equivalent to Raw.
0: Which it's not. It um, be better.
1: Yeah. They're getting there. Um, SmackDown hasn't gotten nearly as good ratings as it did when it first was a its own brand beating uh, Raw on the ratings. Because um, they got Yeah. So, um, one last thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, with Money in the Bank being the next pay-per-view, um, who do you think is going to be in the Money in the Bank match? Is it
0: strictly a SmackDown show?
1: It is strictly a SmackDown show, yeah. Oh.
0: So I'm Raw's th- not
1: getting money is what you're telling me. No, Raw's getting extreme rules instead.
0: Wow, that's fucking terrible. Um
1: Corbin actually, no, I like the
0: lineup right now. Corbin,
1: Corbin obviously, probably. right?
0: I, don't, I I honestly think Corbin will win the whole thing and it doesn't even matter who's in it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but um Who's on the roster right now
0: that's not doing something?
1: Mojo Raleigh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Eric Rowan. Luke Harper.
0: Luke Harper would be a viable option. Luke harper has been an intercontinental champion. Let's not forget. Luke let's, not forget t- um, Sinkara, let's not forget that. Sin Cara, let's not
1: forget Sin Cara was drafted to SmackDown as well. Isn't he hurt? I don't know. I don't think so. But when isn't he hurt? No, this is
0: the this is the good Sin Cara. This is the one that doesn't get hurt. No. They still both that one get got
1: hurt. Like, um, they uh, both get hurt? Yeah, they <laughs> do. <laughs> also, um, uh, Sami Zayn could be in the match as well, potentially.
0: Sami Zayn will be in that match. Um, Lord knows he's gonna take the hit too. He'll get stuff on the top of the ladder. Oh, that just makes. You know, me
1: Ziggler bad. could also be in the match.
0: And I hope Ziggler falls. Or in Shinsuke,
1: but I don't know. No. Who is Shinsuke facing ah, at Money like- in the Bank? This is my question. What the hell is he gonna do now that he beat Ziggler? I don't. I don't see them doing a rematch.
0: Oh man, they really just want to waste time. I think they're gonna pull that trigger on that AJ match,
1: at Summerslam. That's such a waste. It is a waste. Um, I don't think they have a choice for marquee matches. Maybe Owens. They should have.
0: I told you they should have thrown them to the
1: Raw. I don't know, but put them on
0: Raw. At least there you got them with Ambrose, you got them with Miz, you got them with uh, got him with Samoa Joe, who they were up even though they probably shouldn't touch. <laughs> uh, got them with Finn. Fucking Finn Balor, what is he doing right now? Is he supposed to be going to a heel turn? You see what he's doing right now?
1: He's supposed to be the... I think he's going to be the one to win the five-way at Extreme Rules, personally. I (laughs) think he's going to be the one to face Brock. But he's going to be fed to Brock. And then they're going to slowly build him to win the title. That's
0: an even worse idea. Not only to have him face Brock, you're going to have him just get fed? That's a terrible
1: idea. Yep. I agree. What
0: is Finn doing
1: right now? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's the thing.
0: That's the thing with this five-way.
1: Finn and Roman aren't doing
0: anything. Everyone else is doing something in that match. Yep. So so basically I'm stuck here because we can't be pulling we can't be pulling this Roman Brock thing. if we can't be doing that. That's just nonsense.
1: That needs to especially wait. On
0: a, especially on a stupid pay-per-view like Great Balls of Fire. That also needs
1: to not happen at all because I <sighs> Roman and Brock again is going to be such garbage.
0: Roman and Brock one was awesome. I loved it. That was a great match. Ugh,
1: but the build, were we they watching? were playing tug of war with the fucking bell. Oh my God,
0: minor details.
1: It was were we stupid. watching the same. Match? Were we watching the same match. That was a great match. Roman got his ass kicked. He That's was getting true. over. And Rollins won.
0: And and then Rollins came in, and then we got a year-long title reign of him. And now what is he doing? Face Rollins is the dumbest shit in the world. Face <sighs> Rollins is
1: i like face rollins i just don't think they're doing enough with it i don't think they know what to do with it
0: i this is my thing and it he's so similar to cm punk he did like he went when like he went away when he got hurt and then he came back and now he's now he's basically just like i'm ready for a fight it literally sounds like cm punk at the end of his wwe run i'm like what is
1: this yeah right
0: this is garbage Here's what Seth Rollins does: comes out, says the city wants to fight whatever city he's in, and then proceeds to go and beat up get an hockey fight with whoever the fuck he wants to get in a hockey fight with. Yep. They're doing. A, can we talk about how they're doing a lot of those?
1: Yeah. They
0: they
1: they've got a, they got
0: a hard on for that ever since Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn did that shit. It, none of them matches up though.
1: No, that's true. That's very true. Um.
0: Whenever, I like those. That's a that, those are great. Because it act like every time, like you just get so like yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they don't even just go, just go, swing. It's awesome. Swing, and, swing. And everyone, yeah, yeah. and everyone else is kind of doing the same thing, and I'm just like, mm. I'm like, but there's not actually heat here.
1: Nope. Stupid.
0: I feel that. Well, Joe, actually, I take that back because Joe and Rollins do have some heat because Joe actually did almost hurt him.
1: <laughs> Dude, if they actually make a better match with Joe and Rollins, with Joe actually going over, it would be a great fucking match.
0: To be fair, Rollins should be the one to go over, but, like, Joe really needs to win, and Joe shouldn't be going over, though, because Rollins needs to go over because he just beat Triple H. you tell me he can beat Triple H and not Samoa Joe? The fuck?
1: I feel, yep, I agree with that. (laughs) I think that they need to, um, I think that WWE has a lot of different directions they can go in right now, but, um, I don't know where they're gonna go, so, uh, I'm excited to see where they go from here. But I think they're at a point where it's like, although like yes, this is a transitional pay per view. I still don't know what the long term goal is for either brand.
0: Reigns and Lesnar—that's the long term goal for Raw. They're just trying to figure out how to get there. Also, and now that they don't, now that they don't have Braun for six to eight
1: weeks. That pisses that, me off so much. Uh, Braun, you will be missed on Raw. Let me tell you, sir.
0: And they're like. Mm. Well, now what the fuck do we do?
1: <laughs> Literally, they're just sitting on their hands until they can hope to get a medical clearance.
0: They really, they need that Braun medical clearance. Maybe Braun will, maybe Braun will be ready in time for SummerSlam, and it'll be him and Lesnar at SummerSlam. Not in the main, probably in the, put him in the semi, and have the the WWE go last.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: that's acceptable.
1: That is acceptable. At least it'll be the WWE Championship last because right now. The WWE uh, Championship US should be the top the
0: main title. Summer because that was ridiculous. Yeah. We had Roman just because Roman was in it. We had to put that in the semi main, and it wasn't even a match. Nope. Nonsense.
1: Just nonsense. Nonsense. Alrighty. Um. Anything? Any uh, final thoughts you wanna you wanna add for uh, before we wrap up here?
0: Yeah, you cut off my intro because I wasn't finished. I was gonna say I'm with the I'm the host of I'm with the former co-host of uh, Three Count Wrestling. This is Bacon Wrestling Podcast. What's up?
1: Well, that's that's it, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Other than that, I don't really have anything else to say about like um, current WWE stuff, besides the fact that they have a lot of different directions and I don't know where they're gonna go. So yeah. All right. Uh, Tim, you want to wrap this up? Fuck Donald Trump. So, you're going to wrap it up? I did. All right, guys. This is Vacant uh, Wrestling Podcast signing off.